For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Gerhardt's back. The more things change, the more they stay the same. From NJ1015.com, this is the new Jim Gerhardt Podcast. Well, Bob, I... Uh prepare myself here before we get going i've already done the prayer and fasting i will prepare myself now with my grip hat on and uh, my prayer shawl like dry clean for the occasion gosh yeah it's uh, uh cold out there it's it's been it very cold last couple of days it's yeah. been so cold jim incidentally i'm jim gerhardt bob williams uh two guys who are approaching the 30th anniversary mm-hmm of our doing this on this radio station. Absolutely. It's almost unprecedented in the industry, I think. Could very I'd well be. So. I'd, I'd challenge anybody <laughs> to be around that long. Yeah. yeah, this is Thursday morning. It's cold. It was, uh, what, like in the teens, I in think, teens, when I got up this morning. It's gotten progressively a little bit warmer, but early in the week, it was, Jim, well, it was so cold that the, you know, the rock rattling around in your shoe was your toe. <laughs> You know? And it was so cold earlier in the week, I, I swear I saw an Amish guy using an electric blanket. <laughs> Oh, there we go. Just a little bit late there. Oh, yeah. Dan Alexander has the drum. Dan, you do the rim shots. I have a feeling Bob has more. Come on, Bob. Oh, and I got I, one I, more, I just, Jim. I have this strange feeling. Set us up. You okay. know, Jim, it's yeah. been so cold this How week. How cold was it? Well, the politicians have their hands in their own pockets. <laughs> there we go. All right. Hey, Dan, speaking to Dan Alexander, Dan, I want to ask you something here. Uh, you would know this. The president of the United States is going to visit New Jersey. When is that? In, in Tuesday. Tuesday in Wildwood. Yes. Now, there is a story. All of a sudden, some of the roads of access, egress and access to that, are being well, stopped or blockaded. Now, is this... The first thought that you have is that the opposition to the president, which I understand is going to be a demonstration counter, uh, is doing this to somehow bollocks up access. Is is that what is is this going to be another? I think, as you said in your story about that, a bridge gate. Yes, it's been called bridge gate by some Trump supporters. Detour um, gate. Or something. But basically, the project um, the project is a, to replace a culvert on a small section of Route 47 uh, in Middle Township. Um, so I spoke with Steve Shapiro yesterday from the Department of Transportation, and he sent over a document which is basically it's a two-week advance that um, counties and municipalities and traffic the state traffic center get to kind of advise them that the hit this project is coming up. That was dated on a Friday, Janu- on Monday, January sixth. Mm-hmm. That was sent out during regular business hours. The Department of Transportation works regular business hours, eight thirty to five. The president's uh, campaign rally was announced at 6 o'clock that night. So <laughs> the, while it's close, mm-hmm. the, the project had been announced in advance of the word of the president's rally. And, of course, naturally nobody knew about the president's yeah. coming before this. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it couldn't, couldn't possibly be. You know, it's something interesting. You, you have the trial going on now, the impeachment trial, which I've paid no attention to because, I, you know, it's, it's not, a, not anything I'm deeply interested in. Uh, but uh, it would seem like the National Democratic Party is scared to death that in the upcoming election Donald Trump is going to get reelected. 
Otherwise, they're trying to somehow muddle the the, the election mm-hmm. uh, process, you know, going into that by by churning this impeachment thing just to keep it going. Just to keep it going. going. Yeah. And, and it's amazing because here you have a president who's done some very good things, admittedly, but they, they gloss over that. You don't read much about the economy uh, in, in the mainstream media and hear it from Democrats, how it's going very, very nicely. But here's somebody who has a, a, a uh, not a tendency, a mania for putting his foot in his mouth on many occasions, which is very embarrassing. Yeah, he's his own worst enemy sometimes, Well, and in spite of that... The Democratic Party seems to feel that there's a good chance he'll be reelected. You you would think, just as an observer from Mars, there's no way this guy they're going to give this guy four more years of, of foot and mouth disease. But uh, they're going for him with all they got. Yeah. Getting back to New Jersey, I uh, Steve Sweeney. Oh, first of all. I mentioned I left my uh, folder with my notes at home this morning okay. when I left. Well, at least and it's so, better than on the top of your car and you drive away with boy, it. Boy, that's, like that's that. true. So yeah, anyway, I, I had a lot of, lot of statistics here. And one thing I want to get into, uh, we talk often about the money that you send, tax money you spend at Trenton, is very largely spent buying votes. Hmm. Not necessarily, you know, handing them out the money, but in giving out promises, uh, uh Entitlements and the like, and like like the uh, the governor, at a time when the state has needed desperately to rein in this runaway pension system. Right. You got people going out of government work with hundred ninety two hundred thousand dollar a year pensions, and so the pension system is in very bad shape. What is it? Hundreds of billions of dollars or something in, in uh, you know underfunded. But uh, instead of uh, the uh, this, of course, is where what you put out in order to get back loyal following on a vote. So I figured out, tried to figure out how much does it cost to actually buy a vote? Okay. When you're going to run for political office in New Jersey, what is the cost per voter of your campaign, uh, the votes that you got? But that, that's coming down the pike. I wanted to mention, first of all, that uh, Senate President Steve Sweeney has listed his priorities coming up. And you may remember this, Dan, you would probably remember this better than I, but it was education. Uh, Property tax? No, no, no. See, that that's where I'm going with oh, this, okay. but uh, it's, it's conspicuous by the absence of yeah. property tax. What were the other two things? So the, the, the governor's priorities? No, Sweeney's. Oh, vaccination. That, well, no, he didn't, he didn't list that. He said the priorities for the, for the next while uh, see, this is why I forgot my notes. I do know he mentioned education. Oh, transportation. Yes, New Jersey Transit. And there was one other thing. Did not mention the biggies, which, of course, would be property tax and pension reform. So I guess you can say we can forget that for a while. Speaking of property taxes, guess what's coming up in a week or so, Bob? February 1st. February 1st. The quarterly deadline, the bewitching hour. And that means that anybody who owns property or a home in New Jersey will be infected by the uh, tsunami of the official state malignancy, mm. which is property taxes. Oh, sorry, Jim. According to the uh, story that uh, uh, Mike Simons did, his priorities for the, uh, this term are transit, school funding, clean water, 
That's right, government efficiency, which is an oxymoron. That's and a contradiction. Two chickens in every pot. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! But 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 conspicuously absent, the big problems New Jersey has. One is the property tax, and the other is the uh, pensions, out of hand, and and the uh, the entitlements, the gratuities that are given out. Instead of reining them in, this current governor now wants to expand it and give them more because he is buying the votes. Uh, oh, here's one. I got a laugh out of this. There was a story on another uh, news website in New Jersey, which I won't mention, of mm -hmm. course, being very diplomatic about this thing. Also enjoying being invited back here when I might not <laughs> if I mention it, but there's, there's a pragmatic reason here. Uh, about uh, George Norcross, Boss Norcross, who is the undisputed political boss of South Jersey, where he's been for a while and spreading his influence over the rest of the state. And uh, he is involved in this uh, retention, business retention program, uh, which now has become very controversial. The governor stopped the program or reined it back for a while because some of this stuff that was, was uh, being given out, these tax breaks, were ridiculous. And one I got a big laugh out of. And this, according to that other website, uh, Norcross, who is the chairman of the board of the Cooper Hospital in, in Camden, in South Jersey, big, big complex. Uh, the hospital, in the, in the uh, uh, abatements that were given out, the hospital got, I think the figure they said was $40 million tax breaks to stay in New Jersey. Well, what made them think the hospital was not going to stay in New Jersey was, according to the story, Norcross had indicated to the person who would make the decision that they were, he, otherwise he would move the hospital to Philadelphia. And apparently it worked. Now, next time around, he probably will say that unless he gets money, he'll move the Cooper River <laughs> to Philadelphia. I, I would think that would be something. Somebody would probably believe him. Yeah, moving along with stuff here as I think about it. Uh, oh, you want to take this comment from Okay, Janine. Uh, Janine says... Oh, anyway, Slimy Sweeney, she says, she any, says, any politician that says he'll go to war with the people over this bill, now I guess that's the, you're talking about the inoculation bill, um, should immediately removed from his position. Obviously, you work for Big Pharma, not the people of New Jersey. Uh, and I guess, is, are they saying that to me or is they no, saying No, they're that? saying it to uh, about Sweeney. Yeah, well, uh, he's in their pocket. Well, it, everybody's in their pocket. The huge amounts of money they give for lobbying. Uh, I, I would not be surprised that uh, many pockets are bulging from that, in New Jersey especially, which is one of the great centers of the, of the industry. I, I thought maybe she was talking to me because last week I was coming out a little bit for inoculation, not for the bill and the whole 60, what, 63, 64 64 uh, shots a yeah. child gets over the years mm -hmm. but again just just to go back over that for a moment and i urge people to stop and think about this and maybe the trick is limiting some of these inoculations but some you can't argue with i have the well, good fortune i think of, of having been around back in the days before these inoculation programs and when i was a child which would have been in the 30s and into the 40s there were these diseases were running wild, especially polio, right. until I believe it was 55 that the uh, Salk vaccine uh, started you know, becoming mandatory. Uh, there was a smallpox we got vaccinated against. And, uh, but uh, I think diphtheria, I believe, was in the woodpile. Uh, 
and also the uh, tetanus vaccines now. Now, I don't expect that you have ever seen this, but I grew up in the atmosphere, the environment of people were, were terrified, parents, much of the time because you feared polio. And some of these other diseases, which is a which is a major physical crippling. Well, of course it is, but I think we've forgotten about that. But I, I I had kids, friends, who were fine one day, and the next time you knew they were in the hospital with polio. They come out, you can't walk. Uh, some would be wheelchair bound. Others would be like dragging a leg, or you'd have arms uh, that that had uh, become useless. And this was not uncommon in those days with polio. You get te- uh, the tetanus uh, vaccine. Uh, have you ever, and I'd ask people, have you ever had a friend who died from a tetanus toxin? Which used to, in those days it was called lockjaw. Hmm. And I can remember as a small kid very well, uh, young Tommy Craddock, who was a friend, somehow had stepped on a rusty nail. And he came down with that, and, and it, was a, it was a terrible thing. I mean, the, the pain, the agony that you know, this child had to go through. So there is an upside to these things, and I don't know what the compromise would be, and I understand completely. Uh, I get you know, an ambivalence, I guess, like many people do. There is an upside to this because these inoculations have prevented some very, very bad diseases, smallpox. It was not uncommon to have kids who ended up with lifetime with these terrible pock marks all over their, their face and their body because of that. Then we had, of course, the inoculation against that. But at least give this some thought uh, before everybody gets hysterical because the state is telling us, uh, imposing upon us their will above the parental will. But as I've said, this is something you're just going to have to get used to. I don't like it. But, uh, well, all right, let's, let's go to some more people. And please, uh, we do appreciate and ask for your, uh, your, your interaction, your, your, your interaction, your comments. Write them down. Okay, this is Brian. Way. says, Sweeney needs to go. Uh, Brian, do not hold your breath. <laughs> also, we need lower taxes. Well, that is a given. I'll take that. Uh, that's, uh, well, yes, <laughs> I think. Uh, Gavino says, I've had enough of this state. I'm out. Well, sympathize with that. It's a great place to live if you can afford it, but they make it harder and harder to afford it. Yes, I see. Oh, how would you pronounce that? Ro- Ro- Rosalia? Rosalia. Rosa- Ro- Rosa- oh, Rosalia. I think maybe we didn't spell it right. Rosalia. Says, my three-year-old says he loves fighting for his rights. What? He knows more than Sweeney. <laughs> All right. Uh, you know, we're kind of beating the obvious here. It's like, does the Pope poop in the woods? Or No, I think it's, does, do, or is a bear Catholic? Or did I get... Something like that. One way or the other. These are, these are things, you're, you're, you're flogging the obvious here on this. Um, what else? Okay. Uh, I got a couple of more things here. Bob, let me defer to you now. You have some things on your mind, transportation-wise. I... Uh, Sweeney's going to work on transportation in the state. Right. Now, you're the transportation expert for the company. Well, they've been talking. What, what, what are they going to do? Well, they've just been talking about, well, New Jersey Transit. They've been talking about improving that. They just, uh, they just had a uh, graduation ceremony to, uh, to put seven new engineers who went through the training process online. 
So they are making progress. The governor made comment last week in his state of the state that, uh, you know, the on-time record is getting better. Things are getting better, but it's going to be a slow roll. And, you know, um, hopefully we're going to get some more money for some infrastructure here over the next couple of years because, you know, just looking around, you're seeing that they are falling behind on some of these projects. Well, a key word in the sentence you just said is hopeful. Yeah. I mean, it's easy to promise anything. Uh, which politicians do, because we are naive enough often to buy it. Uh, so, okay, Doug Matthews says Jim Gerhardt should run for governor. No, I promise if I'm elected to leave the country real fast. <laughs> you know, I had an interview one time when I was working for NBC. I uh, did an interview with Patricia Neal, you know, the actress, oh, yeah. who had just recovered from a stroke. But... Uh, she, that was the first time I heard the expression, if so-and-so is elected, I'll leave the country. And we were talking about Richard Nixon, who was president, who was, who was, who was running for re-election at the time. So she, she was the first person I heard to say that. Uh, and so I, I, I love the statement, yeah. Uh, who, well, who is it? A, fam a famous American said, if I'm elected, I will not serve. Uh, it was LBJ, right? Oh, no, good heavens, he'd run for anything. No, oh, I thought he said he wasn't going to accept his uh, party's nomination. Is well, he said that, he said that, but he, he wasn't. This goes back before that. Oh, somebody. Okay. Well, that's another matter for another day. Okay. Uh, the uh, how, how many administrations or how many campaigns have you heard the promise to lower property taxes? Which are never done. They had a war one time about how it was like ratcheting down. And I forget who the two candidates were. I think it may go back to Corzine or pre that, that the uh, Democrats, uh, Republicans first said if they got into power, they would lower property taxes 10%. The Democrats came back and said, I'll lower them 15%. And they started ratcheting 15. it down. Yeah. Your, your quote you're just talking Yes, about, what is it? It actually goes back to General Sherman okay. in the Civil War when he was being considered as a possible Republican candidate for uh, in 1884. He said, quote, I will not accept if nominated, it will not serve if elected. Yes. Mm. And then he said 13 years before, he said, I hereby state and mean all that I say, that I never have been and never will be a candidate for president, that if nominated by either party, I should preemptively decline, and even if unanimously elected, I should decline to serve. Well, what he didn't tell you is that nobody would ask him to run. <laughs> <laughs> well, his fame, what, what was General Sherman's most famous statement or quote? War is hell, and it's very, very difficult to, to argue with him about that. Hello, Atlanta. The transportation, we talked about this before, the, uh, the, the, just the, the uh, what, automo automotive or truck or the yeah. vehicle transportation, or road transportation, is going to hit a gridlock. And you, I've seen these pictures, you probably have seen them in China, where they do this every now and again in your cities, where everybody just has to kind of walk away yeah. from, from the cars. And uh, we're going to get the oh the vaping, is that right? Vaping, 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 vaping. April twentieth, I believe you're correct, Bob. The yeah, the date that vaping right? and the restrictions on vaping. Here's where there's a certain irony involved in this. The uh, the they cannot let's see. You can still vape, but you cannot have flavored vapors right that's going to uh, entice the, uh, uh and they had they threw in uh what menthol which i guess is they consider a flavor uh but what does that leave uh 
Dan, what, what's what's left if you take all of these things out of the vaping? It's it's just it's just nicotine and and whatever that tastes like. Yeah. Okay. Now we go through all of this, and and I've, there are people like Senator Vitale who wanted to go further with this, I believe, but. The great irony of this is that they are restricting the vaping and yet allowing the basic danger in vaping to continue, which is the, the nicotine content. But they are not talking at all about any kind of restricting on tobacco smoke, which is killing 400,000 people a year, they say, uh, people dying for a result of it in, in this country. And how many people have died from vaping? I do not know. But certainly nothing anywhere near that. That's like, is it 400,000 or 200,000? I, I, well, anyway, anyway, huge number of people. Uh, let us compromise and say 300,000 people a year die from the results of, of smoking cigarettes and other tobacco products in New Jersey. Uh, so that's unrestricted, unregulated. Marijuana... I've never heard of a person dying from smoking marijuana, unless in some kind of ecstasy he tripped and fell into a manhole or something, but not as a direct result of it. And yet, which one is regulated and which one is not? Ever wonder why? Well, I don't think the marijuana industry right now is, is in that big-time lobbying as the tobacco industry has been. I mean, the, the government actually, actually encourages and subsidizes tobacco smoking and use. Uh, and that's that's killing a large percentage of your population. Right. Uh, I, you know, I guess what people really want to talk about is this uh, the, the government intrusion on the vaccinations. Okay, uh, Mara says, Mara Christine says, there's never an upside to medical tyranny. Well, that's true. The point is, you have authority over your body. What authority is that? By dint of what uh, uh, statute is it that you have medical authority over your body? The only time that that's allowed is in the case of abortion. The, the government, the, the liberal uh, mania for abortion. Uh, that a woman has control over her body, okay. But the government in some instances has tried to step in on that too, and a state by state, and that goes in the court, you know, the story. Uh, but uh, Mary Christine says there is absolutely no ground for any government to ever take that away from you. This time, we're in with a corrupted pharma government. Uh, New Jersey legislation is solid and already has its provisions in place. This is quite true. And as Steve Sweeney said, the Senate president, who, uh, as I said, is afflicted like many people with uh, inoculomania, new disease, I guess make the official state disease for a moment anyway. And uh, he, he made the statement, I think we talked about this last week, that let the people yell all they want, you're going to get it. Still going through. So you're going to get a legislative and a political enema with this, whether you like it or not. Okay, here it is, 480,000 people. Thank you very much. That's from the Center for Disease Control. 480,000 people die from tobacco in the United States. Okay. Okay, let's go down to Laurie. Says lawmakers should stay out of parental decisions. This is nice. This is hypothetical. There should be no hunger in the world. There should be no disease. Uh, everybody should be happy. Everybody has a right, but people aren't. 
uh, there is a reality here that the government is becoming more and more intrusive into your private life. And if you think it's bad now, wait till these new uh, the socialist candidates get into office. I think they're not going to get in there this time, the, the loony uh, progressive left. Uh, I think these candidates that you see dancing around in debates are not going to get this done. But the election after that in uh, 2024, it may be that it will because you will have a new generation, a, a, a more conservative generation passing on and more coming in, kids who have been conditioned in the education system and in their, their culture to uh, like or want or desire that they have that kind of government. But uh, you just wait if you think it's repressive right now. Let's see. Anthony says, smoking kills. Everyone knows it. Why is it not banned? Money. Well, they used to say alcohol kills you, and they should ban it. You see what happened. You know, there are interests in this country everywhere who would love to have smoking banned. Can you imagine the mob? Uh, it would be like prohibition was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you're right. It should be in a rational society. Parents should have control over their children, the, uh, the, the, the values in which they... What goes which in they their inst- bodies, what goes in their minds. What goes in their bodies, what goes into their minds. Exactly. Of course, you should in an ideal culture. In an ideal society, yes, poisonous things would be banned. I read a story yesterday... This is a new survey you'll probably be hearing about. They did a survey of drinking water, tap water. Forty-three American cities had poisonous levels of a what they call a forever toxin in their water. And this is a carcinogenic material, and uh, it, it also affects the brain. And there is a very high dose of it in, the, in almost all of our tap water. And this is from products. I don't, I, I don't dare. I said I made notes, which I left at home. I don't have the name of this. I wouldn't be able to pronounce it anyway. But the, uh, it came from products and some of the things that they mentioned. It's used in uh, products that in which they, you know, you put, I, I don't know the name of them, Bob. There's a, there's a category that you put on furniture to uh, protect it. You spray stuff. Uh, people, you spray boots to waterproof them. You spray to oh. water. You, but uh, products Repel- like repellents or no, no. repellents. Yeah, I guess re- repellents, dirt repellents, water repellents. You'd call them. Uh, and in such large quantities, they've gotten into the drinking water, and they are forever. There's absolutely no way they'll ever go away. Mm. And so this is something I think you're going to hear about too. And. Uh, so, uh, look, there are many arguments against the mandatory inoculation. Uh, there are many arguments for it. The big argument for it, as I understand it, is that uh, by having these, you prevent widespread outbreaks of disease. Now they've got one going in China. Oh, yeah. And nobody has, nobody's been shot. None of the 64 have been uh, given to anybody for that. So wouldn't it be ironic if we do have a huge pandemic that, that causes absolute mayhem in the population and it's, it has nothing to do uh, with the fact that we've pumped chemicals into our kids? Right. It's the uh, coronavirus. Coronavirus, I believe it's called. One, there was one confirmed case in uh, the West Coast, uh, Seattle, Washington area. Oh, really? And I don't know. I haven't followed that in the last day oh, or so. Boy. I don't know if that's gotten worse. Or, mm-hmm. 
but yeah, yeah, it's here. It's, well, I tell you, I, I understand now. It's it's uh, we have to drink up. It's closing time. Yeah, we it have is. to close right. the bar. Time to go get our inoculations. <laughs> I got I I got a flu shot and a pneumonia I, shot. Did you? I just got my uh, second pneumonia vaccine last week, and my arm hurt for two days. Yeah, but you didn't Oof. get pneumonia. Not yet. <laughs> it's it's working. Have, have that to look forward yeah. to. Listen, thank you very much, everybody. Do appreciate it. Next, I, I I really promise that I will bring my notes next week, which I, right. I very carefully went into a lot of statistics and to proving. For example, in one New Jersey election, senatorial election in New Jersey, that was won by the party that put up $2 million to buy a seat for a senator from their party who made $35,000 a year. So you can understand there's a big profit. <laughs> you spend $2 million for that. There's something else going on here. But anyway, the, the cost in that that they was, came out to, for the people who voted for that party, $66 and change a vote. That's why the, uh, the government, I think, refuses to pay property taxes from the state treasury, which the Constitution says they should, because that would take away a lot of the money that they used to buy votes. It's expensive yeah, they, <laughs> to keep that job. They, they need walk-around money. Yeah. yeah. Hey, listen, thanks yeah. again. Have yourself a great week. And uh, next week, we'll do it again. See thanks. You. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.